What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Tottenham Talk. This week's weekly roundup, or shall I say therapy session, will be kind of a mix of all sorts. We don't have a, a set plan to discuss because, honestly, we're at a loss of words right now. And it's kind of hard to do a podcast without words. So we're going to make do, and we're going to do our best, but uh, got to get it out there. You know, I, think, I don't think anyone's do happy. Do our best. Love it. And, and, you know, we'll try and please you guys. But like I said, you know, a lot of times this 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 fun therapy session we've got for you is going to be kind of just all of us trying to, to work together, work through this and keep on supporting the team that we love because we have to, right? We signed a contract. That's just the way it works. Um, lifeline, life, life finding contract, but let's get into it. So Tottenham are in a state of shambles to put it lightly. Uh, Matt start us off. I mean, I, I think we're going to probably, well, give us a little more structure i think we'll probably talk about nuno we'll probably talk about you know and out um i think harry kane's important and then anything any positives we can take i don't know is it a positive what is a positive at this point but get started matt talk well, about know I, I like Nuno. i don't think i don't think he's necessarily the whole issue in terms of why we're losing but i do not i do not agree with necessarily who he um has started in the past now is been pretty consistent in his midfield, and uh, well, it's pretty clear he's trying to figure something out, right? You yeah, know, he's gone with Winks and Skip, Hoybia Deli, Celso, Hoybia Deli, um, Tangi. You know, he's instituted Tangi now, so there's a lot of midfields that he's going through, and I think you're right, he's trying to figure something out. I, I don't think though, what is the best midfield for you right now? I don't think you can do Deli and Tangi. Well, maybe, maybe you can. The only issue here's the thing is, is you know Delhi's role has changed, right? Delhi used to be a tangy, a type of tangy, right? Back yeah. in his, his glory days. Yeah. Now that's not his role, you know, and people gotta accept that. I mean, you look at some of the people that you know, Dylan, our one of our good friends who's a, a big Spurs fan, we call him the grumpy spur. Um <laughs> uh, he 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 hates Delhi right now. Not hates, obviously, but you know, the way he's playing, he doesn't think he deserves a spot on the team and and, blah, and, and he might be right. After yesterday, 100 percent is right. But Delhi's role right now is not what it used to be. Delhi has a role of being a box-to-box fighter, almost what Skip's role would be, you know? So the question has to be asked, is Delhi the right answer for that, or is Skip? You know, because well, Delhi has looked good the past past few weeks, uh, maybe not the past few weeks, beginning of the season in terms of work rate, in terms of playing for the badge, in terms of, you know, winning the ball back and just keeping it simple, stuff like that. Even even good through balls. Uh, midweek, he had a great through ball for Kane's goal against Wolves. A great ball. Um, so there is something to be said about Delhi's new role, and it's not going to be that creative, 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 all eyes on me type of play. So, but now we got to ask that question, Matt. If that's not the case, is he worth playing? Because we have all of our skips. Why well, think? can disrupt the play very well and keep the ball very well. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I still think Skip's got stuff to learn, but, you know, you know, it, he's got to play more. Um, you know, in this time, I think is – I think Nuno is also trying to put in a lot of his uh, youngsters, try more of the youngsters. Yeah. Um, I think that's because uh, – you know, we have really good, you know, homegrown talent, you know, a.k.a. Skip being one and Kane being another, you know. We can produce, you know, good players. But, you know, I wonder, you know, what goes through Nuno's mind when it comes to, you know, games like the Derby 
when you know you put in a midfield three that just looks weak. Um, just even well, like well, okay. Do you think that looks weak with Delhi, Tangy, and and Hodge? Yeah, I thought it was weak. Well, what's your preferred midfield? I, I just don't think we have a strong midfield mm. in general. It's, it's not necessarily the wrong choices. It's just it's not in yeah general. correct. It's not necessarily the issues on his part. Like we, I think, lack a center defensive mid who we still haven't got. When you know, you wonder why, and you know, you have we have consistent issues in the midfield, and it's just reflected on that you know that holding that pivot that we don't have. Um, right. You know, and there's likes of Kessier, you know, filling that next year or something like that. But, you know, that's a whole other story. Right. You know, you wonder, well, how can we overcome that now if we can't fill in that position with a player? And I think that maybe is a formation change or uh, honestly, sometimes it's trial and error. And that's kind of what Nuno's doing. But, you know, you can't necessarily do trial and error every fucking game. And sorry, every game in you know, Premier League. <laughs> that doesn't, it does uh... It's just – I'm just frustrated, man. If that doesn't quantify where we're at right now. Um, <laughs> you know, and, like, you look at – you look against – when we played Wren, and this was a couple weeks ago, but our midfield three was sham- in shambles. Like, we were – it was a terrible starting lineup. And then same thing with Crystal Palace. Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm questioning Nuno in terms of why he's starting certain players, but, like, I think overall his tactics are – you know, solid. I think we can do well with what he's trying to t- train and teach us, but I don't think uh, we're, we're lacking. I think we're lacking the passion. We're lacking the heart in the game. Uh, and you can see it just in Kane's, I mean, body language. I mean, and it's unfortunate because you got guys like Son and Brian Hill who, you know, play with passion and, you know, no matter the, no matter the circumstances, you know, they're always, you know, busting their ass off. And, you know, I don't understand why Brian Hill hasn't had a start yet, you know, in games like that. You know, those those totally are the agree. type of games that young guys like him, you know, make a debut and, you know, make a name for themselves. You know, like Emile Smith-Rowe is a great example, you know. And I don't understand, you know, what Lucas or, you know, and Bergwijn's out as well. I don't get why Hill's not being put into the lineup when you have LaCelso starting on a right wing position. It makes well, no sense. And that's the thing is that I'd even rather have LaCelso than Lucas at this point because Lucas did not look, Lucas is, I wouldn't say only attribute, but his best attribute is always his work rate. And yesterday his work rate was, was non-existent, you know? So let's talk about, you mentioned he's tr- doing a little bit of trial and error. Let's go back to the Crystal Palace game. His starting midfield was, Winks, Skip, and Hoybia. Now we're dealing with injuries, and he put Delhi at you know the left wing spot because Son wasn't available. But that is not a strong midfield. I mean, you know, I'm all for. I'm not. I shouldn't say that. I was all for giving Harry Winks a chance, but there's got to be a point where you know it's too much. And I think he hit that point because he started Winks that game, and then was like, you know what, that's it. We can't we can't afford to do that anymore. So moving forward, let's go to the Chelsea game. Okay, starting midfield for that was. Hoybia, Tangi, and Delhi. Same, same you know, one. He- before, before you get to the Chelsea game, like our first half against Chelsea, I was like, "This is a new team, right?" So, you know, like it was a, it was a game of like we played like we were capable of winning it, and the next thing you know, it just we got shit on. And and you know another example is like, but that's the same midfield that we started with yesterday, you know. And I I, I don't know what to do because and it's h- tough in Nuno's position because you you feel the team one week. That plays so well in that first half. And, you know, say whatever you want about the second half, but do you play that same team because you know they can do it? 
and he did, and it didn't work. Like not even close. It wasn't even close to the same thing, you know. And so it's he's in a tough spot, I think. And let's go back to kind of your points on whether we support or, or don't support Nuno at this point. Um, I agree. I think his tactics and his his I don't know lessons that he's trying to implement into this team, his team culture, is what what he wants the team to represent and the club to represent are good. Um, I think he has good intentions, and I think he can implement that well. He's had he's struggled to do that because of injuries, because of Euros, because of this and that, but he's got to find a, he's got to find a lineup more specifically a midfield and stick with it. Um, you know, I, I wish we could take it to the whiteboard. Maybe that's something we can implement in further episodes, but let's look at other options, right? Okay. This is not working. You know, one week it works, one week it doesn't, one half it works, one half it doesn't. And you're right. Our, our midfield is weak. So what do we have right now? We actually have extra outside backs and defense. Like our defense is our strong side right now in all honesty. You know, but we're not even using Romero. Like he didn't start. Like, what is that about? So let's. Why are we not? Why is Nuno not? In my in my opinion, looking at going to a three back with wing backs so that we can push up. You know, you throw three in the back with Dyer, Romero, and Sanchez, who have all been playing relatively well this season, including yesterday. Um, maybe not Sanchez as much. He got, but it, but they still made great saves. You know. Um, and, and our defense has been probably our strongest point. If you look at it, what's up? Good morning. My mic again. Is that better? Yep. Okay. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties about the microphone. Okay. So, as I was saying, let's look at our defense, you know, Tanganga included. Let's throw a three back of Dyer, Romero, and Tanganga, and then throw Reggie and Emerson on the wing, wing backs. And then we don't have to worry as much about who's going to be those center mids because, you know, he's trying to find people that will hold us down defensively, but also be able to play. And we don't really have that. So three, five, two, throw that up there, you know? So I think he needs to start looking at different systems because this system of the four, three, three, I don't think it's working. What are your thoughts? I would, I would agree with that. I think a three back would be ideal for the players we do have in utilizing those wing backs and how, uh, Nuno played back at, you know, Wolves, I think was pretty deadly. Um, and I think that could transition into how Spurs could play. Totally. Um, but I think it, it could even be the, that much better than, than what Wolves, you know, pr- pr- produced totally. when they first got promoted to the Prem. Um, but it's really frustrating seeing it because, like, with all the, you know, insight that we give and what we talk about, you know, what changes and what will change and, you know, what we can hope for. The, uh, you know, the other underlying issue that I have seen consistent is why do we have uh, Romero not starting in games? No, like definitely. I don't, he was a $55 million, well, he is on the loan, essentially, technically, and, you know, with buy option or whatever. But, you know, you have center back like him who's not starting, and then – uh, you know, we've talked about Hill not starting. And, you know, another another player that I have kind of been, you know, all about in the past, but now it's kind of just been like mediocre is Celso. you know? And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, let's also want to talk about him in terms of like, you know, what has he done? And, you know, it's, 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 it's got to a point where there's about only a handful of guys on the team who are pretty consistent and, you know, pretty likable. Um, I don't even know if it's a handful, to be honest. It might not even be him. I mean, I'd, I'd say maybe two or three, you know. Um, 
and that's Sun, Hoybia, and Hugo. I was gonna say Hill. Yeah, I mean Hill. Yeah, he hasn't really gotten the chance to be consistent, that's but fair. yeah. But like, I see a lot of hate with uh, Pierre. Yeah, I mean, he's always gonna get that. I think. But like, Pierre's not a DM. Exactly. And he would be someone next to a DM, and he would just kind of be like a like a, a floating, like almost like a Conte, how Conte plays under uh, Tuchel. I think is kind of how Hoybia will play if we did have a pivot, which we don't have. Right. Um, and it shows. It shows. I mean, we've lost 3 0, 3 0, 3 1. And it's unacceptable. And I mean, I saw like a stat that said, like, we're like the second team in history to go win, 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 loss, loss, loss. Don't you love the records we break? Of course, of course, that'd be us, right? Don't you love the records we break? I mean, who needs trophies? We can just break records like that. Like, great record. Best uh, start and then worst start at the same time. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's it's so frustrating as a fan, of course, and obviously as a you know podcaster to want to chat about this when you know you have such a passion for the game and for the team, and you know they're not they're not performing to the you know quality they can, you know, and especially when you were a fan in the past when we were phenomenal, you know, under Potch, you know, we've and, seen you know, it. We it's crazy. We we've seen an interesting journey, and maybe that's part of growing up and being a fan of a team uh, for a, a significant period of time. But we saw them at an okay level elevated to what they were our maybe you could say our peak, especially in the last two decades. And then now dropping off to what seems almost lower than when we first started watching them almost a decade ago, you know? Yeah. And like over a decade ago. So, but like, I think, I don't think Nuno is the uh, underlining issue here. I don't think. No, the, I agree. I it's hard. Problem solver. Yeah. Um, and like it's it's just it's just funny how some social media platforms work with all the hate about him, and then the moment he does something good, oh praise Nuno, praise Nuno, you know, and that's kind of that's with kind of anything, but right, you know, it's um what I what I would I what I would like to start seeing is change it up a bit. There's no there's nothing at this point he's got really nothing to lose, and I mean obviously yeah games, but we don't want to lose games, right. but. You know, in games like <clears throat> bottom half of teams, even in, you know, mid-table teams, uh, heck, even in top four teams, you know, there's no reason I don't think you shouldn't be – You there's no reason to not start, you know, Hill or even maybe even put in Dane Scarlett sometime. I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you have Harvey Elliott at Liverpool starting and, you know, Curtis Jones in the past who started and these guys – have really put a, you know, set of names, you know, and now they're almost, you know, sporadic players and it's getting to a point where, you know, more depth is, you know, on Liverpool side here. And that just comes with growing the club and growing the youth guys that you, you have and not always play, you know, if someone's playing poor, well, where's the discipline and, you know, the consequences and don't play that guy, play someone else and tell us right. that person get back into form if they're playing better in in training or or whatnot you know we have enough games to rotate the squad well enough to get almost a lot of people a lot more people playing time um to kind of see what works and what doesn't but at the same time getting getting results right Uh, so i i don't i don't get why he doesn't switch it up i don't get why we don't do a maybe like a three five two type action and maybe run Dane Scarlett and Kane up top together. 
you know, try something a little different, you know, you know, it, it spice it up a bit. You know, I feel like it's so bland and, you know, static, just soccer, which has yeah. caused us to, you know, watch a dreadful game. And, you know, we end up with a unfortunate result. Yeah. But it's not a result that you go in thinking, oh, you know, we're going to win this game. You can tell the first five, 10 minutes of the game that we're going to get demolished. I know. We absolutely did, you know, and Kanan didn't do absolutely. So let's, let's, let's move on that. So, you know, maybe we'll, we'll wrap up the episode with this because like you said, I, I don't think there's much long to talk about this, more of a therapy session, as I've said, but I, I agree. I think I, I think Nuno is a good answer for us. Maybe he's not a Conte that we wanted earlier or a Ten Hag or maybe you know any of that. But I think Nuno is a great answer to the problems our club was having. Now we are not we are not solving those problems right now. And maybe it's because players aren't buying into the system or they're just not performing in the system. And there's a fine line between, you know, we got to switch something up, we got to try something out. Yes, but if the players aren't executing on the plan, it doesn't matter what system we're running. You know, it's just not going to work if the you know, players aren't executing. I'm going to stop you real quick because I just got a notification of Brighton and uh, Crystal Palace and their lineups. And I was just curious because I'm a big Grand Potter fan. Um, and I think Brighton's pretty damn good. If they win this game, they're top of the table. But yeah. this, they're running a like a 3 4 1 2. Yeah. Like I three, would be against something that like that uh, with Tottenham. Like, I, totally I don't agree. What. No, and like it's like in Crystal Palace is running the typical three four the four three three, so you know, I know that formation's common, common uh, common Dutch formation, but you know if we're gonna consistently in, or not consistent if we're gonna continue continue running the four three three formation and it's not producing what we want it to do, and like I would even argue when we won one nil, like two of those games were fluke one nils. Yeah. I th- and we ran a four. Like I don't. I don't think the four three three has shown our best capabilities. And no, I, I think you're right. And I think wonder. Okay, and then you wonder under, under Nuno. Okay, well, if that's like, look at the data behind it. You played six games and you scored three and conceded nine. Four. You scored four and conceded nine. So you wonder. Okay, well, maybe defensively we're not doing so well. Okay, well let's let's change. Yeah, see, that. thing is, see, I, I'd argue differently. I think our only strong point right now is our defense. Our defense and Son, that's our strong point. And but the issue becomes when you're pestered for eighty five percent of the game, but you know it all it takes is two or three slips and you're 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 in and you're scored. You know, and you could argue three goals. That's a lot of mistakes, but. I don't know. I just have a good feeling about. I'm more confident in our, our defense than I've ever been in the past couple of years and for us to have to, you know, for, for our defense to be our best part right now, when we have Harry Kane up top, that's, that, that's a little scary. So let's use those advantages. Like you said, let's create a system that is benefiting us. Not let's not make our team fit a system. So if in that three, five, two, or like Brighton's three, four, one, two, or whatever, you know, we got our three backs, Dyer, uh, Romero and Tingega. I think that's super strong. I think that is very strong. And then you've got in our midfield, Emerson Royale as a right back, who also sometimes plays right wing, so even better. And then Sergio, who needs to step his game up, by the way, because he is nowhere near what he was when we first bought him in terms of attacking confidence and attacking threat. When we first bought him, the link-ups he had with Bale in terms of 
taking the guy on and serving a cross in, he doesn't do that ever again, ever, you know? And all it does is run chaotically up the field and lose the ball. So number one, he's got to pick his game up. <laughs> and number two, periodically just lose or chaotically loses the ball. It's true. Come on. We're, we're getting it out. We're getting it out on the table right now. So, and then you got uh, Hoybet and Skip as those two. And then you got Tangi up top and giving him more freedom and Son and Kane up top. And I think that is a great lineup. I really do because it gives so much more freedom for our outside backs to get up. Let's use our defense. Let's let them have more freedom. And let's, let's not let it get to a point where we're having to react defensively. You know, it, four, three in the middle is so tough because you're almost always outnumbered unless you're so composed from the way you press that it never gets to the midfield. And in a 4-3-3, your biggest threat in, is your midfield. You know, it should be. Why, it should be. It should be, yeah. Like, that's why Liverpool was so good a couple of years ago. And they still are. Was their midfield was their best? Was their, and that was a shocking part is because a lot of people thought, you know, they need to upgrade their midfield. But their midfield constantly, if they lost the ball or anybody on the team lost the ball, their midfield got it back within seconds and controlled the game. You know, and we don't have that. And we Incredibly composed. Like, and we don't wonder well, we need to switch it up a bit you know and i think i think there's some formations out there that we can easily run but we just don't totally so that's where we're at guys um let us know what you're thinking okay well when we send out this this episode tweet you know let us know what we're thinking comment comment below and and let's let's all chat about this um so we also started a totem talk reddit page which we talked about um join that and we'll have live game chats um, so we can all talk about the game while it's happening, uh, whether that's needing to console each other or we can cheer together. Hopefully it'll be cheer together in the future. But right now it looks like we're needing to console each other. So thank you guys for listening. Um, like we said, we had big news last week. Um, we're actually bringing on another player to our Tottenham Talk team, Jack Weissenmeyer. And he is going to join us for and be the host of our second series episode uh, the Great Debate, which we're going to try and get started here in the next couple of weeks or so. But stay tuned for that because we're still trying to grow this thing, no matter how bad Tottenham are at the moment. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Um, you know, keep 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 supporting the team and, and let's try to stay positive because, well, I can't even say that at this point. But well, keep I, your head up. No, you know what we can do? Uh, I guess good good wise and bad wise. What? Just in general, we you know what we can do, like oh yeah, okay. We know there's good to be had, and we know we're somewhere around there. But we're at it. We're at such a low point. I don't know if we've hit rock bottom, but we're we're right there. If we haven't hit rock bottom, I'm terrified of what rock bottom is. Right. So let's let's change it up. Let's let's go on this week strong, and hopefully our our Spurs can can bail us out of this misery uh, uh, coming up. So. Like I said, check us out on Reddit. We're going to make a Discord too. We want this community to grow. We want to be a community for all American Spurs fans and, and, and all Spurs fans, but specifically American because we're trying to grow this game over here and, and help the beautiful game. You know, it's helped us in so many ways. We want to help other people. So keep that in mind. Check that out. Join it. Let's chat. Let's talk. Let's vent to each other. So thank you guys for listening. Check us out on all platforms. Underscore Tottenham, underscore talk. And as always... Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>